Welcome to the Around the Cauldron podcast, your mystical water cooler where we avoid work and chat about all things magic and metaphysics. You know, the shit you can't talk about with your other friends. I'm your host, Eliza. And I'm your host, Grace. We're bi-coastal BFFs and practitioners broadcasting from Boston and LA, ready to get witchy and woo with all of you. Hello, mystically minded witchy and woo. Um, this week we want to introduce ourselves and uh, obviously make all of our first mistakes. Uh, the episode that we're making today is called Holy Shit We Made a Podcast because kind of can't believe that we... Holy shit, we made a podcast. Yeah, because we... Yeah, that's. I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, so let's, let's start with uh, why we want to do the show. Um, I think one of the reasons is that for the most part... Um, this stuff you can't really talk about with all of the people in your life. I feel like it's like a small subset and like we're lucky in that we know each other but even when we first came out of the broom closet as it were <laughs> to each other it was like very cryptic and like over text message and I was like do I write this? Do I put this in writing? Like do I kind of like open up that box because I feel like I can't go back if I do. So I don't For remember. Sure. Also, like, we're both super logical. So Grace yeah. and I are both very logical people. We're, like, ridiculously, like, pedantic, smart a-holes that, like, no one like, <laughs> you know? And so, like, there's this part of me that was like, oh my god, Grace is gonna think of fucking weirdo. <laughs> and then she's just gonna, like, you're like, okay, so Lisa's finally gone off the deep end. Uh, yeah. I don't even, like, I don't remember. It feels like almost an out-of-body experience at this point. I don't even remember exactly what I texted you. Do you? I either. I think it was something about you getting, like, a reading of some kind and saying, oh, I was thinking about doing this. Wasn't it, like, when you were thinking about doing, like, a career reading? Because yeah. we worked together before... The way Grace and I know each other is we worked together eight years ago. Yep. About eight years ago in a very hoity-toity academic institution that is private that will remain nameless. <laughs> that was not exactly the most wonderful work environment, uh, but we bonded over that and realized we're basically the same person, born only ten days apart. Yep. Though she's from New England and I am from the West Coast. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that you were talking about making a career change. I had left that office years ago, and Grace had still been there, and we were kind of just chit-chatting about how much it sucked. I think it was when you were getting that one reading. Yeah, so I think I, I was, like, thinking of, right, I was, I was thinking about getting a career astrology reading, and I was like... Mm. do people talk about this with each other like or you know like I feel like most people are sort of like I'm going to make my career decisions based on you know many other factors that are not my astrological birth chart (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then I feel like there was this moment where I was like I'm just gonna send it and I sent the message and it was like a 
you're into this stuff? Yeah, me too. And it, it was like, thank God. Like, how did we not know this earlier, which is hilarious. Um, I think for me, mostly it was because I was doing grad school and life and moving places and living places and blah, blah, blah. So it kind of got away from me. And I think actually when Grace had mentioned that she was going to do this kind of career reading thing was kind of when it reawakened within me and it kind of just like sparked what was already there. And I think we were lucky enough to be able to go down this road together in a way. Well, not together, but like simultaneously at the same time in mm-hmm. our own separate ways, because obviously we're not in the same city, so together would be difficult. Um, yeah, so so I think that that's like part of why we wanted to make this show, so that people who maybe don't have that other person that they could text or even think about testing the waters with would have a place where they can like get information and know that there are um, other people like them and talking about these kinds of things. Um, I know that one of the first places that I started learning about metaphysics was podcasts. So, um, so I also wanted to be part of creating sort of like a one-stop shop podcast resource because a lot of the podcasts I was finding was sort of like I'd start at one and they'd mention something that I hadn't heard and so then I'd look for another one that was specialized in that thing and it was like jumping from one podcast to the next to the next to the next. So my podcast playlist has a whole bunch of things that are very specific and um, like isolated in their subject matter and I wanted I wanted to create something that I wanted, right? Like, which was a, one podcast where I could go and figure out all this shit that I didn't know that I wanted to know. <laughs> right. And I actually had never listened to podcasts before. So Grace turned me on to a few, and they were so delightful and so enjoyable and informative and great. When Grace suggested doing this podcast, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, we, we can do this, I think. Maybe. Totally. If people want to hear us. Totally. And so here we are. (laughs) Yeah. And the tone of the show we were hoping, you know, would just be super casual, probably because we're who we are, naturally bitchy, (laughs) silly. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know what else. We'll, We'll just see what happens, I guess. Yeah, because I know at least for me especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, anything that's super serious, I get really turned off from. I don't know why, because I, I, I don't know. I think, I think all things that one does in one's life by choice should bring you joy. And I don't think anything should be such a compulsion that you feel the need to be solemn and serious about it all the time. And I know there are plenty of people that do, and I respect that and good for you. But that's not a way that I'm comfortable living my life. So I just don't approach it in the same way. Totally. Yeah, I think it's important to have fun and, like, not take things too seriously. Like, I definitely need space from the serious, the heavy, and I think I think a lot of other people hopefully <laughs> do too. Um, so each of us kind of work in our, um, I don't want to say specialties, because I feel like everyone everyone has access to all of these things. And one of the things that was a mind shift for me 
when I started learning all of these metaphysical, new, magical, mysterious things, was that I went into it thinking that some people could do it and other people can't. Same. Like, some people yeah, have... mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-boggling, I can see. When you realize, oh my god, everybody can do this. Yeah. Some people are, like, naturally predisposed to some things and have to work harder at others. But we all can do this. It just, like, blew my freaking mind. Right. And it was so crazy. I was like, are you... Seriously? Like, and it, and it really broke down, like, a hierarchy that I don't know that everyone is aware can be erased like there doesn't need to be this this leveling of like some people who who like have the gift and other people who don't like I um I want if we talk about the clairabilities I can clairvoyantly see things but I can't I'm not claircognizant like you are you know so like we each have our things that naturally come to us but at the same time we all have our things like it it's just that we might not know that they have names or that they're real. Right. And, and everybody kind of comes to understand how theirs work in different ways. And so naturally, because we have predispositions to certain things and certain interests, I find that at least for me, I don't necessarily pursue clairvoyance, for example. Like there's part of me that's like, oh, that would be kind of neat but it doesn't come naturally and there's enough that I want to learn and study and figure out more that I'm naturally better at mm-hmm. so that that skill may or may not ever really be developed. Yeah, which is the other cool thing about it, right? Like it's almost like um, choosing choosing a major <laughs> in college, right? Like, <laughs> like we all have not all I can't say all like that I don't think that that's correct but we but if in the world of education right like if we were thinking about metaphysics as a university like that that we could attend like you choose your major which craft you right so um <laughs> which craft you and woo would be its nickname <laughs> yes I would definitely have attended that instead of a traditional university, <laughs> for sure. I don't know if my parents would have supported that, but um, I definitely would have applied. My mom would have been like, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done trying to figure you out. Um, so I, uh, we've each been um, kind of pursuing these different majors, Right. And I've done a, a fair amount of testing the waters in offering readings um, to other people. And I've tried to put together the metaphysical stuff that I've put a lot of time and effort into with my formal education to offer help to other people using metaphysical and non-metaphysical things. Some of those things are uh, because my background is in counseling and psychology, um, cognitive behavioral tools. So not necessarily the tools that like are um, associated with like the psychic surgery of counseling, but more the things that you can use like in the present moment to help you go forward. And then metaphysically, I'm most drawn to channeling um, and most often channeling the archangelic. And I also recently did a... a energy healing intensive and learned that that's also something that feels pretty natural to me, which was cool to discover. 
So I think overall, like in the world of witchiness, like if I had to choose a label, and labels are weird anyway, but if I had to choose one, <laughs> yeah, most of the things that I'm doing, I would say probably fall into the realm of divination. But in, let's kind of clarify what we think divination is and kind of like flesh this out a little bit, because I feel like there's a lot of kind of convoluted ideas about what divination is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people think it's it's like predicting the future. Yes. And yeah. It's, it's at least in my experience, and I know a lot of people's experience. When I talk about divination, I think I can speak for Grace as well. We're not talking about the things we do. We're telling you what's going to happen in your life. No, we're just kind of showing you. Well. These are the choices you have and you can make. Mm-hmm. And you have the potential to manifest X, Y, and Z. So divination is less the telling of the future crystal ball kind of, you know, a handsome man will enter your life on a Friday and mm-hmm. you have brown hair. Like, sometimes you get, like, weird details of things, but I don't know. I, I feel like divination is supposed to be a tool for someone to use to make good choices about their own lives and to achieve their highest good. Because if yeah. you tell somebody what you see in their future, yeah. even if you even if you can, even if you can see it, you're effectively altering how they might make a decision. Yeah. And so I think that I don't know. This is just kind of my my experience with how people refer to and understand divination and I wanted to make sure that it was kind of just fleshed out so nobody thinks we're fortune tellers. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're, yeah, so exactly, yeah. Not fortune tellers. Which is, a, I think, a really important point is that there's an ethical component to all of this as well and, um, you know, just acknowledging that everyone has free will and... I would never feel comfortable sitting with someone and telling them in you know in five years this is gonna happen because we're the most powerful people in our lives and any change you make tomorrow could alter the thing that I thought was gonna happen in five years right like if I said yeah like if I said in five years you're gonna be a pop star and then tomorrow you decided to stop taking voice lessons and never sing again, then that five-year thing is not going to happen. <laughs> so it would not be in your highest good for me to say something like that to you because it's, like, disempowering in a way. Yeah, like, I, I, I totally agree. takes away your power, power to choose and the power of your own sovereignty in your own life. So I think, you know, most... Uh, it, just to clarify, like, what I hope to offer people is self-empowerment. So by offering them information from their, from their guides, helping them connect themselves to their guides, and helping them clear, heal, or identify the things in their energy, which include their strengths, um, that they're more empowered than to move forward with their own, with their own decisions and finding their authentic center to move forward. It's like magical therapy. Yeah. Magic therapy. Magic therapy, yes. Magic therapy. <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect. And it's it's funny that you mentioned the allegory of the major in, in college thing, because, I mean, truthfully, if you think about it, 
what you gravitate towards in the metaphysical world, realm, whatever you want to call it, is directly correlated with what you studied in school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, first you studied English, which is communicating, which is, you know, literature and all things learning, and then in counseling. So it would make perfect sense that the skills that you naturally develop are those that help people really discover their own path and their own empowerment and the ability to, the whole teach a man to fish and he'll mm-hmm. eat for life and give a man a fish and he'll be hungry tomorrow or whatever the hell that thing is. But yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. It's almost like your subconscious was like, so you're going to go this way. I know. And eventually it's just <laughs> all going to work out. Nudge, nudge. Totally. Totally. So I know that um, one of the things that, that you do, which is so cool, is work with the Akashic Records. Well, I think it's a little little grandiose and premature to say that <laughs> I work with the Akashic Records. I have been to the Akashic Record, Records. I've knocked on the door. I've waited for the librarian and uh, just kind of figuring out my place in line to get in, <laughs> as it were. So yeah, so I, I really, I'm really interested in being able to access the Akashic Records and finding out about, in case people don't know what the Akashic Records are, it's essentially the repository for all information and knowledge in the entire universe, which is awesome. Uh, and also why it's incredibly time-consuming and difficult to kind of learn to navigate your way around. Humans are technically not, from my understanding, allowed to access the records individually. So what we do is we go and we connect with the keepers of the records. And it's kind of like going to the circulation desk in the library Uh and you're like, okay, so I am doing this paper on Genghis Khan and I need all of this. And someone says, gotcha. I'll be back. And they come and bring you a bunch of stuff that you need to look through. So that's kind of the way it happens. And I'm currently figuring out my own way of developing relationships with those folks. And by folks, I mean, uh, like, multidimensional beings. Mm-hmm. So maybe folks is a little rude. I don't know. Sorry. You know, metaphysical beings. Um, so yeah, which is funny because it directly correlates with my love of history. Mm-hmm. And I was a history major in college, and my first love is history. And everything that I want to do when it comes to this stuff has to do with past lives, with ancestor work, with the kind of realizing who you are through who you've been, who you descend from just a really fundamental idea of how you became the person you are. That's the thing that really interests me. Mm -hmm. I am a genealogist. I've been doing it for something like 15 years now, I think. I am working on getting certified so I can actually do it professionally, and I'm super stoked about it. That said, I'm also very interested in ancestor work. So I've been looking into doing really discovering the best way personally to go through and do ancestor work and 
you know, figure out, similarly to when you have your guides, how you can tap into the energy of your ancestors and really use them to help you achieve your highest good in this life. Mm -hmm. So that's in terms of a witchy metaphysical kind of direction, that is where I lean. So I am most certainly interested in anything that has to do with how people are made up and what makes them them, their individuality. I also, as Grace mentioned before, am a claircognizant, which means I know everything. (laughs) Well, it was, so what's interesting to me as I hear you talk about, um, the metaphysical directions that feel, um, right, natural, most interesting to you and in the way that you sort of talked about a natural connection between the Claire ability and the path we we take in I guess 3D human life like Claire cognizance and connecting with this giant repository of all information ever existing like to me those totally go together right like so we have this like stuff that we carry around with us that maybe we don't know about but is still like manifesting in our lives yeah absolutely and like it's funny that you said that you'd think that i would have made that connection by now because i know everything obviously (laughs) i know that is a joke please don't think i'm not pompous because i'm really not but yeah like now that you mentioned that like oh my gosh that makes perfect sense of course why didn't i make that connection before like it's 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 I feel like every day we have those kinds of revelations mm-hmm. where you're like, well, this all makes a fuck ton of sense. Why didn't I put that together earlier? Blah, blah, blah. But I suppose, you know, everything happens in the time it's supposed to happen. And it just so happens that Grace and my awakening is having a good exact same time. Totally. Which is lucky for us. And I think another um, element is that, like, the way that things manifest in our lives is also because of how how things happen in majority culture like mm-hmm. if there was a witchy woo university like we would have applied there but <laughs> but there's not and so and so we did what there is um and i think one of the hopes for this podcast is helping people have more information and maybe um having words having words to use for their experience that yeah, that maybe weren't there before. Because it's such That's a cool thing. Something. Yeah, it's like such a cool thing to be like, oh my god, like just like you were saying, I've I've been doing this forever. How did I not make this connection before? We didn't have the words. We didn't have the words to make those conne- connections before. Right. We didn't have yeah, the resources absolutely. available to make those connections before. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, actually for me personally, thanks to Grace you know, showing me the light that is podcasts. Um, a lot of what I learned about myself, I learned through listening to podcasts. Because I was like, okay, this is exactly where my brain was. Though, like you said, I had no way of articulating that. Like, I had no idea what it actually was. I just knew it was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of these, whatever you want to call all them, abilities, natural inclinations, skills uh, and whatever you want to call them since everyone has them it's just a matter of really fleshing them out and if you don't have the words it's hard to make it real 
Yeah, it's hard to know what you don't know. <laughs> Precisely. You don't know what you don't know. So what's been what's been most helpful to you? Like we've mentioned po- podcasts. Well, first let me take a break and say, like I know we're using a lot of words that maybe people haven't heard before, and so one of the things that we'll do with this this podcast and and our time talking together and um, posting it is to delve deeper into some of the words that our listeners have heard. <laughs> as we've been chatting. So if you happen to, if you're listening, you happen to be new to this subject area, I would just encourage you to not feel, or to try to not feel overwhelmed because all of these words and, and these concepts that we're talking about, these aren't things that we knew when we started. And so I just want to recognize that we've, a million percent. yeah, like we've been learning a lot and talking a lot and using this language a lot in our day-to-day life, and it might be very new to some people who are listening. Yeah, so, use us as a resource. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we're here. We absolutely want to be, as much as we can be, we, you know, we're not sitting here pretending to be ex- experts by any stretch of the imagination, but if you feel so inclined to reach out and ask us to clarify something that we said, because we also don't realize when we're being cryptic or when we're being just a little too highbrow when we talk, so, you know, we'd love to grow with our audience. Totally. So if you have any feedback, please. Yes, absolutely. We'll yeah. use them until at the end of the show. Yeah. Like, we know, like, this is our first podcast. We know we're probably making a bazillion mistakes. <laughs> but, but ultimately, we want to be helpful to the people who are listening. So talking about what's been helpful, what's been most helpful to you um, as you've learned, as you've started to work more in, in your in focus interest areas. I know we talked about podcasts. What else has worked has been helpful? Just a lot of reading for me. And also just a lot of thinking and meditation and stuff like that. Um, I find I get the most clarity when I'm either meditating or when I'm cooking actually, which is because I'm a bit of a kitchen witch myself. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of herbs that I grow in my yard. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I feel like I basically live out in a cottage in the woods when I go pick my herbs, even though I'm in a suburb of Los Angeles that is constantly loud and I have no grass. <laughs> um, totally. I go to Elizabeth and I'm like, I have this thing going on and I'm feeling, I'm feeling this way. What should I do? And she's like, let me make you a tea and send it to you in the mail. <laughs> Which I still haven't done. <laughs> I just swear will happen all these days. Um, lots of things. So, I, yeah, for me, meditation has been big. I struggle with it. Trust me, we all struggle with it. I know everyone struggles with it. So, um, I find guided meditations to be really helpful. Um, there are a bunch of apps that you can use uh, that have a bunch of guided meditations. I know Spotify has channels that are guided meditations, YouTube, all of that stuff. Just Google the hell out of it because my brain is a giant mishmash of nonstop nonsense. So if I don't have something to guide my thinking, it is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has a struggle with meditation, you're not alone. You know, your girl just really sucks at it. But the guided meditations really, really do help. Yeah, I really like guided meditations because I feel like, um, especially in those, like I personally deal with anxiety, which can make my brain just like go a mile a minute. 
And, oh, yeah, and, like, I'll be thinking one thing, and then that'll lead to another thing, and that'll lead to another thing, and another, another. And so someone telling me, just make your mind blank and don't think about anything at all. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how are you going to ask yeah, me to sure. do that? That's not happening. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll just turn off. Right. Cool. So the guided meditation yeah. I found has been helpful because it's like another, vo- it's like a voice that's not the voice in your head <laughs> that you can listen yeah. to instead. Exactly. Like your brain can focus on, on something specific, which has definitely been, been helpful to me for sure. I, I'm trying to think of what else. I've used as a resource. Like, definitely lots of Google searches. For sure. There's a lot of info out there, though. Yeah. That's the thing that's kind of frustrating. I mean, and this is also the the academic historian in me. Vet your sources. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of information out there. Yep. But try and make sure that it's consistent with other things. I mean, I know if you're just starting out, it's hard to verify what's legit and what's not. I think... For me, at least, the kind of bar that I use is, does the person who's conveying the information seem to convey it from a place of service and love? Mm-hmm. When I say love, so we use love a lot in this community, and it's really fucking cheesy, and I kind of hate it, but I don't know what other word to use mm-hmm. because it's accurate. It just sounds so cheesy. Totally. Anyway, I yeah, like, um, I think about it in terms of, like, positive intention. Like, there's definitely stuff I think you can Google, find, slash, read that is sort of, like, uh, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've heard is that if it makes you feel a sense of fear in any way, then it's 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 not part of the truth. Because the truth is more of, like, a universal coming together in positivity. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Anything that seems either like they're trying to sell you on something or that scares you or I don't know, like even things that I see that's like how to hex someone. Mm. I'm like, uh, uh, like granted, like I know technically some of that stuff isn't like dark magic, mm-hmm. but like I, I don't know. I mean, I know Grace and I both, I think, are big on the idea of sovereignty and self-sovereignty and all of the intention behind what you're doing for the greater good and for the highest good and for someone's highest good. I don't care what the point is. Unless you're trying to prevent someone from harming themselves or Mm -hmm. harming other people, don't fucking put a spell on someone, guys. Yeah. Just don't do it. Well... Don't try to influence someone's decisions. Yeah. You know, it's just... Plus, you don't want to be smacked in the face by the threefold law. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people don't believe in that, but essentially it's the same thing as karma, and I fucking believe in that shit. Yeah. And I don't want karma coming back and smacking me in the face. Totally. So, there are plenty of ways around, you know, influencing other people that can still lead to benefit for you. Mm-hmm. So, I highly recommend sticking to the stuff that makes you feel happy, makes you feel good, is positive. And doesn't encourage you to do things that deep, deep, deep down, you know, you probably shouldn't do. Totally. Absolutely. What are you kind of, like, excited to be learning about right now? Like, what's kind of, like, new and... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just such a dork. Like, I just love learning shit all the time. Like, all I want... 
So I've been to school twice, and like I'm trying to go to school again because why not? Yep. I would love to get a PhD one day because why not? Because I just want to learn everything. I just want to know everything. Because I'm claircognizant and feel like I should know everything. I am very excited about learning about the Akashic Records. I'm stoked about being able to check out people's past lives if they want to know that. My own past lives, a couple that I already know, but I kind of want to just like see for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited at the idea of manifesting my own future and my own highest good, which is essentially what people do every day in their lives anyway, right? You make choices that lead you to change jobs, that lead you to buy a house, to get married. You know, we all manifest things in our daily lives. We just call it decision making. <laughs> but I'm really excited about learning ways to manifest a life and lifestyle for myself and to help people manifest a lifestyle that they want that leads to their best selves, their highest good, and the collective higher good. Mm -hmm. I think that is such an exciting thing, helping people find themselves to be able to, you know, aim in that direction a little bit better is super exciting. I love all of that. So I think ultimately that kind of stuff is really what I am looking forward to learning more. I still love folklore and historical documentation of treatment of witchcraft and uh -huh. metaphysics and blah, blah, blah. And I love learning about like the crossover between science and magic. And I am a firm believer that magic is just science we haven't figured out yet. Oh yeah, science is catching up with ancient it's ancient realities that Absolutely. people have known I, about forever right i just it, it, it's all possible it's all real we just haven't figured it out yet how to like dissect it i think that's the thing that frustrates me the most about like this whole thing is that people are like it's just magic magic's not real i'm like well people also didn't think that you could take penicillin yeah you're <laughs> an infection so if you brought back you know some amoxicillin to like fucking whenever they would think that that was magic too so yep. yeah i am i am dead convinced that maybe in our lifetime and some of lifetime i don't know maybe my next lifetime that we're all going to figure it out and people are going to realize that there's more to them than bci and it's not going to be a thing that we're afraid of anymore mm -hmm. and it's not collectively um it's not going to be a thing that society you know, shies away from anymore. Well, I think um, we're going to definitely come to a place where we're not calling the unseen the unseen because right. we validate that, we validate its existence. We validate its reality. Um, the fact that we're talking from different sides of the country mm -hmm. and we see each other's faces right now and we hear each other and we're able to make a recording of that, that's fucking magic. That's oh, totally. Amazing. It's, yeah, we just call it technology. <laughs> yeah, we just call it technology. Exactly. So it's all, it's all, it's all getting there. Totally. How are you, Grace? What are you excited about learning, about knowing? Um, I really am drawn to um, the, I guess, the magic that happens in the dynamic conversation between people, um, and how conversation changes reality almost instantly in Absolutely. revelation and um, emotional understanding. 
Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I would say that we are a perfect example. Of that. Yeah. I think that just having these conversations that we've been having for the last however long has really changed our trajectory mm-hmm. significantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, the, in terms of things I'm learning, I'm, I've been channeling for a while, but I've been doing it sort of generally and just kind of letting whatever being wants to come through, come through. So I think I'm ready to move into a direction where I start to create more of a relationship with a specific being, archangel, whoever, I don't know, that's the kind of the exciting part of the mystery, like who will it be? I don't know, let's see. So getting into meditation and starting to ask those questions, you know, who can I create a, a more long-lasting, deeper relationship with? Uh, and, and then I think that that will also open some bigger questions that I'll be able to ask, which is really cool. I've also been really into learning more about crystals. I, uh, over the weekend, went and purchased some crystals for an abundance grid. It'll be my first crystal grid, actually. I've never made one before. And learning a little bit about how to use crystals more effectively. So I've used them just in meditation um, to this point. But but I'm very curious you about... Do you put the crystals on your like chakra areas when you meditate? Or do you just like hold them in your hand? I just hold them in my hand. Okay. But, um, but the ones that I choose are either chosen intuitively or um, because I want to like work on a specific chakra. So like... If I wanted to work on my throat chakra and I felt like maybe I wasn't communicating as clearly as I wanted to, like I'd choose a blue stone because blue is the color of the throat mm-hmm. chakra. But but I know that they sell like um, chakra crystal sets that you can like mm-hmm. place the, the, the corresponding color on, like your third eye would be like a violet color and you'd put the crystal on your forehead and then kind of going down the whole chakra system. I have not tried that. But hmm. but that would be cool. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. Note note for the future. <laughs> note for the future. Hashtag manifesting through conversation. Yeah, totally. Oh, and speaking of manifesting, yeah, like that's part of the part of the whole um, interest in crystals. Like I haven't done a whole lot of manifestation work. Mo- I've done a lot of work, like trying to communicate with beings, entities, frequencies, in in the ways that I f- felt like I could, you know, clairvoyantly through channel, but not a whole lot of manifesting so forward future thinking like what do i what do i want to use my personal power to bring out into my life through either crystals or working with moon phases or um spell work like all of that stuff is super interesting and cool to me i agree i i've been i've been doing that for a little while now i i weirdly find a actually this shouldn't be weird because it's all making sense to me now a strange kind of cultural connection to who I am and where I come from when I work with moon phases and when I do rituals that have to do with manifestation or if I do candle work Mm -hmm. or oil work. um, I know for me, that makes me feel like I'm connecting with my ancestors. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel like I'm connecting with the part of who I am that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years to wise women and Celts and Druids and mm-hmm. shit. And 
women dancing making meatballs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to like share. Let, let me. I want to share with um, our listeners sort of what we were chatting about before we even started. <laughs> what are we going to talk about like in terms of like the witchy stuff that we're interested in because you know we're not really people who are like dancing naked in the moonlight and I was like yeah I totally could not even imagine doing that in the middle of Boston Common like it's just not I mean maybe there are people you know what if if you if you have ever I bet people do that shit in Salem all the time oh yeah but if you happen to be someone who has done that in Boston Common I would totally love to get an email from you yeah please (laughs) Please, if anyone has, you know what? No, I'm going to expand that. If anyone has actually danced naked in the moonlight anywhere near the metropolitan area, yeah, I really want to know this uh, because, goddamn, that's badass. Yeah, Although totally. I would never have the balls to do it. No, never in a million years. No, my Victorian sensibilities would not allow <laughs> such a thing. <laughs> There's definitely a piece of me that's like. It would be amazing to feel like that free, but right. But I'm not. Th- I'm. I'm. I'm just not there. And that's no judgment. No judgment at all. Like right. I'm just not there. Like I feel like maybe if I had like, so in my dream, listeners, I have this giant plot of land in Montana where I rescue a bunch of animals and grow lots of food. And have solar panels and homestead light because I want to go to the grocery store and I'm not killing my own shit for food. So, if I had a giant abundance of land with nobody around, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, if the weather was nice and there were no people around. I would have a lot of requirements on my list. I'd be like, there'd have to be... There'd have to be no bugs. There'd have to be, like, no potential <laughs> risk of injury. There'd have to be... No coyotes. No coyotes. <laughs> perfect temperatures, because I can't be feeling uncomfortable yeah. at all. A uh, foam mat at the, on the bottom so that my feet don't hurt. Yep. Don't uh, want to step on anything sharp. Yeah. For sure. Seriously. I'm not rustic at all. Like, I just am not about that life. That's what I'm saying. Homesteading light is the way to go. If I need to be able to have Wi-Fi and a giant freezer, put stuff in. Because, again, not killing my own shit. Sorry, can't do it. Uh, yeah. I don't think I could either. I, you know, I love animals, but I still eat them. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not, I'm not willing to kill them myself. Yeah, me neither. Not unless I'm, like, starving to death. Yeah. Literally starving to death. I don't ever foresee myself being in that situation, mm-hmm. so I like to think I will never have to actually <laughs> yeah. do something. Yeah, like yeah I would definitely not be a candidate for the Survivor TV show. Maybe more The Amazing Race, but definitely not Survivor. Definitely not Survivor. Oh, fuck that shit. Nope. Nope, nope. Also, the things that I would bring, you know how they can, like, can't they bring, I don't know, it's been a long time. I'm totally dating myself, probably, by even mentioning that show. But were they allowed to bring anything of their own? I think, weren't they allowed to bring, like, two things? Like, like a memento and then something they can use as a weapon or something. Something like yeah. that. Well, first of all, know. like, I'd have a huge problem if they didn't provide me with a, uh, like, a never-ending supply of sunscreen. Because my Irish ass would die on day one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the 
like other things that I would want to bring, they'd be like, why are you bringing an abalone shell to burn things in? Like, why are you bringing that? Like, that seems to have no purpose. And I'd be like, be like, you don't want whatever spirits are hanging out in this fucking <laughs> Yes. Coming for your ass in the middle of the night. You'll think me like Right. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to clear the space? You don't have an answer for that, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe think about that next time you try to say some shit. Yeah. For sure. I would just be really bummed if there was like a recording crew and they had like a full buffet and I couldn't eat. I would just be so fucking pissed. Yeah, you'd just have to look at it. And miserable. I would just like crawl up a tree and stay there for the whole time just out of spite. <laughs> like, fuck you and your cheever. Dropping coconuts on the on the production crew from the, yeah. <laughs> from the tree. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's one of those situations where, like, a hex might cross my mind. I can't, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Desperation. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly yeah. desperation. Yeah. Desperate times. Flaunting cheeseburgers in front of one's starving face no. is definitely desperation in my book. I mean, I feel like flaunting cheese, and this is not metaphysical at all, but we have a shared love of cheeseburgers, and so I think flaunting cheeseburgers at any point in time, when I cannot have one, is unacceptable. It's fucking rude. It's rude. That's what it is. Yeah. It's rude. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It's not part of the universal law of oneness. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. I've just made cheeseburgers metaphysical. It does not not benefit the collective. No. Let's be clear. Totally. Because I cannot be my best self and, you know, achieve my highest good if somebody's flaunting a cheeseburger in front of my face. Right. Absolutely. Like, I do, I can only do my best work when well-equipped with a cheeseburger supply. Yep. Which is perfectly reasonable. You're preaching the choir here, man. Totally. I agree. So I think we're reaching the end of our time together on our first podcast. This is super fun slash nerve-wracking slash awesome. Um, Yeah, slash I swear, well, I'm not going to swear because it might not be, but I'm hoping our next episode will be a little less whatever this episode yeah but we won't know until we we won't know until we play it back yeah actually informative perhaps you know cognizant yep i don't even know if like what we're saying makes any sense to an outside person but hopefully we'll figure out how to avoid over talking each other and awkward Mm -hmm. lives in dark yeah so we wanted to give you guys sort of a taste of who we are, what we're into, the tone of the of the podcast, and um, just to give you a little preview of stuff that you can expect coming up. Again, digging deeper into some of the words that we use today, and uh, some recurring stuff too, like you know, what what where do we buy our witchy shit? Where do we where do you buy that stuff? Yeah, what witchy shit do you like? Yeah, what witchy shit do you not like? What witchy shit do you want to wear? What do you want to watch? All that good stuff. So we'll yeah. have some product recommendations. Definitely not that high brow. <laughs> yeah. So we have product recommendations coming to you. Um, everything from... Book suggestions. Yep. Book suggestions, oracle cards, and, I mean, dark lipstick, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love some makeup. Yeah. Love some makeup. Love some makeup. So... And spending money. Yeah, that money, money that we don't have, but we're gonna manifest with crystal grids and tell you how to do it too. Yeah. <laughs> and candle magic. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you again you. soon.
Thanks for avoiding muggle life with us at the Cauldron Cooler. If you like our magical banter, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever newfangled podcast platform the kids use these days. And tell your friends to give us a listen, real or imaginary. If you have any feedback, questions, or just want to say hi, you can email us at aroundthecauldronpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at around underscore the underscore cauldron and like our page on Facebook. I'm sure we'll do more social media things once we get the hang of all this nonsense.